There is a sound in the universe. Father God is the composer, and the Holy Spirit is the conductor. And the song is all about Jesus, the Son. And every melody and every harmony that joins in sings his praises. For from him and to him were all things made, and to him be all glory forever and ever. He is the master musician. Can you hear the song rising? So I am just really enjoying reading the word lately. And I was reading through Acts this week. And God was just speaking to my heart about this idea of improvisation. And so let's first do a quick recap. So two weeks ago, we started off this series using... Uh, music terms as metaphors, and we said theory, right, or theology, the understanding of what the Bible says about God, God being our creator, man being his prized uh, creation, and him sending Jesus the Son. We talked about basically four tenets of our faith that we have to know, right, to play the song. So we said the song is all about Jesus. It's about bringing glory to the Lamb of God. And that when you finally understand that in life, now it starts to make sense. When you finally, how many of you have received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Can you raise your hand nice and high? Okay, keep it up if life started to make sense and you started to get some joy in your life, right? It's like you're hearing the song. It's like you're not striving anymore. You're not guessing anymore. You have the assurance. I had uh, one of our our life group leaders was telling me about somebody who was in his uh, Bible study, and he said, but can you really know for sure? Can you really know for sure that you're saved? And my friend said that he told him, absolutely. You can know for sure why the Bible says so, right? It's like Billy Graham always said, the Bible says, right? Uh, How did we land that sermon? We said that the Bible is like the sheet music, right? It's the instruction. Um, Then last week, we said that we harmonize with other believers when we listen to their part and value their part, and we don't try to play their part. The drummer doesn't grab the tuba and say, my turn, right? They play their part, valuing everybody uh, in the orchestra. We listen to their part while we play ours. We realize that God wants everyone to play their part, bringing glory to the Lamb. This brings unity in the, mis- in the mission, or as musicians will say, chemistry in the band. All right? So there's your 30-second recap. That's the microwave version of the last two Sundays. All right? Um, let's go ahead and talk, begin this week. Improvisation. Improvisation, guys, is what makes music fun. The actual definition is this, creating something spontaneously without preparation, and it's usually within the arts or within music. Now, as I was driving to work today, I, or to work, did I say to work? To church. That's what I would say Monday through Friday. As I was driving to church today, um, I was asking the Lord, what would stop? Because I don't think I had asked this while I was writing the sermon. And I said, what would, what would stop 
um, you know, Christians from letting you improvise in their life. And I, and I heard the word personality in my spirit. So I want to challenge you as I'm preaching today. Don't tell yourself that your personality is going to stop you from letting the Holy Spirit improvise through you. Can you guys do that? Turn to your neighbor say, no excuses. That's the last time I'm going to have you turn to your neighbor. Sorry, that's like five times. As I'm preaching today, don't, don't do this. Don't do this. Well, Pastor Jordan, that's not my personality. That's not my person. That, that's, for, that's for Pastor Mark's personality and your personality. You know, that's just not me. Um, Moses was not a speaker. Right? But God gave him that job. Right? And so let's, let's be open today to what, God, to what God wants to do in our lives. Okay? So this takes place, improvisation, in the area of uh, comedy, dance, theater, not just in music. In fact, um, people who are really great at improv, right, usually end up getting, like, bigger roles and different things because it comes more natural to them. And it happens better after they've been doing that thing for a while. So let's take this uh, with the spiritual twist today. Improvisation for us is creating the unexpected with God so more people can hear the song and love the composer. Creating the unexpected. Would you just repeat those three words with me? Creating the unexpected. You see, Danielle was at Chipotle the other day, and she went to pay for her um, burrito or whatever she was buying, and the lady in front of her had was like a $100 bill or $50 bill, and they wouldn't take it, which is funny. But, <laughs> and they, you know, she didn't have change. And uh, so she paid for her meal. Now, that's a really small thing, but the, in the moment, the Holy Spirit's like, pay for her meal. Right? What if that happens to that lady three, four, five times in a row? And what if the fifth time, that fifth person buying your meal says, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. And suddenly God says, they're all Christians. I'm just saying, this stuff happens all the time. I remember Jesse had a story one time. She was at a grocery store. It wasn't the exact amount or something you paid for someone. It was crazy. The Holy Spirit wants to improvise through you. That's the heart of the sermon. I don't want you to miss this. If you're taking notes, the Holy Spirit wants to improvise through you. He is the creative, spontaneous part of God. Now, I want to teach on the Trinity for just a second because it's hard for us to wrap our mind around the Trinity, but we have a triune God, right? In fact, could everybody just say this with me? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, in man's very feeble way, we try to describe this. We're like, it's like an egg. There's a yolk. And there's a shell. You know, we, we try to explain this, but we always fall short. Right? Pastor Ed knows what I'm talking about. Pastor Mark knows what I'm talking about. Trying to explain the Trinity, it's, it's hard to, right? I can't, e I can't even fully understand it. How am I going to explain it to you? <laughs> right? God is mysterious. He is three in one. Um, if I could give you this quick illustration, I used to tell the teenagers when I would teach on it, I would say, I am a son to Mark Beal, but I'm also Mr. Beal. And I am a father to Selah. You see what I mean? So I am three in one. I'm a son. I'm a dad, right? Mr. B, I'm her husband, right? I don't have other wives, just so everyone knows. She's mine, my only one. We're not going full Solomon here. Um, 
<laughs> so do you, do you get what I'm saying? Does that help a little bit? I know. But all of these illustrations, they fall short to explain that God is mysteriously three in one. He just is. And it's hard for us to wrap our minds around, but we can surrender to that truth because that's what the word of God says that he is. So he is Father, Spirit, and he is Son. The Holy Spirit is who we're talking about today. He's the conductor. I want you to picture a conductor conducting an orchestra, right? He's telling them, this is what you're going to do. This is when you're going to embellish. This is when you're going to sustain. Um, th this is the crescendo. This is the spot where we stop. And maybe it takes you back to coda, which just means repeat back to, you know, bar one. He is directing the orchestra, are you so thankful that you have a Holy Spirit who John 16, 8 says, leads you into all truth? You see, he leads you. And let's just pretend for a minute, for just a second. Let's say like, he, let, let's pretend I'm the Holy Spirit for a second. And I would lead Dr. Harnett to do something. Now, here's what's insane. At the same millisecond, I could lead Pam to do something else. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. Guys, right now, the Holy Spirit is leading pastors in Brazil in an incredible revival. Right now. Right now. Even though we're in Kinsmen, right? Across from a field worshiping Jesus. But right now, the same Holy Spirit is conducting. Isn't that so cool? The same Holy Spirit. He is the master musician, and he doesn't want to just improve you. You know he wants to, how many know that God is still in improving you, right? But I don't want you to think that that's his only job. His job is to sanctify you. Absolutely, we teach that a lot here. But his job is not just, Paul, he's not just improving you. He's improvising through you. He wants to create things through you. Some of you say, well, Pastor Jordan, I'm not creative. You are now. Ardeen, don't look at me like that. You are now. Right? How many ever had Ardeen give you a Pentecostal point? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, listen, you try to get away with anything near Ardeen, she'll give you a Pentecostal point. You watch out. Okay. <laughs> I want you to understand how urgent it is that you understand this. It's urgent. Because you might hear a sermon like today and think, oh, this is maybe just what makes life fun. And it is. And that's the heart of the sermon. This is going to bring joy into your life, joy into the lives of others. But do you know it's also urgent? Because there are souls, there are people who have not yet heard the song about Jesus. There are people lost on their way to an eternity separated from God unless you start to let the Holy Spirit improvise through you. Right? And there are co-workers. There are baristas. There are store clerks that need you to improvise. We're going to talk about the prophetic today. It's going to be fun. There are times when you are right there and don't even pretend like it doesn't happen. There are times when you are checking out and the Holy Spirit says, why don't you pray for them? And you're like, I'm scared. How many know what I'm talking about? Anybody? See, all, now all of you, amen, that part, much, much more than the other part. So God wants to challenge you. God wants to challenge you. All right? Here's the thing. You were designed by God. 
to be filled with his spirit, to live a passionate, not boring life. A passionate, not boring life. Have any of you ever seen bored musicians on stage? Has anybody ever been to anything like that? Bored musicians playing a boring song. Has anybody ever seen that? I'm just playing away. And how is everybody out here bored? I heard Justin Boyle say one time, Pastor Justin, he was at a mercy. He's like, God's not boring. You're boring. And I'm like, oh, that hurt. It's like, and I was like, oh, that's true. <laughs> How many of you realize God's not boring? The song is about bringing glory to the Lamb, and God wants to bring more glory from your life if you will let Him be spontaneous. Did you know that musicians? They memorize with their left brain, right? So they'll memorize a scale. But then in the moment, they will let the band, it depends on where the band goes. If the band suddenly goes to a, a jazz or a blues sound, then maybe they're going to get improvisated. Maybe they improvise. Maybe they play something they didn't plan on. And that's when it becomes really fun. How many of you have ever seen a band having a lot of fun on stage? Come on. Right? And then what are you doing? Having fun. Right? I see you dancing in the back row every, I won't point you out. Right over here. Evie, that one. When you feel that now it's fun, I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that need joy in your life. Right? A lot of people need to know the hope and the joy of Jesus. But some of you are too like, this is my sheet music. Right? I go to church on Sundays. I go to work Monday through Friday. I clean up after my children from 5 to 11 p.m. Oh, sorry, that's just my life. <laughs> I'm just playing. Um, I don't, that's what I do. But maybe God wants to improvise through you. Right? Why? Why should you let the Holy Spirit improvise through you? Why should you let the Holy Spirit cause you to pray for someone who is sick? To prophesy to the barista? Because Jesus is worthy, that's why. Is he worthy, church? Is he worthy, church? Is he worthy of you opening up your spirit and saying, God, use me today? Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's going to be times, John, there's going to be times when you're building a house and you don't plan on that subcontractor to come up and ask you a question. You don't plan on that. Guys, the Holy Spirit is so wild. I've seen the Holy Spirit prophesy to someone else about prophesying. That's the first, I, th I remember one of the first times that blew my mind about how the Holy Spirit worked. I'm going to turn this towards me just a little bit in case I play this piano. Um, Whoops, unless I unplug it, that won't help. There we go. Um, I remember being in Bible college. And I remember Pastor Jody Harrington. And I know she's not going to watch this sermon, but if she is, Jody, I love you. Jody, I was like 19. And I just feel prompted to share this. This is not my script, so we'll go to the next one in just a minute, Ruth. But 
Jody kept coming up to me in the middle of Bible college in seminary, and she would go, you have a word for that guy right over there, don't you? I was like, I didn't know what she was talking about at first. And then she'd say, yeah, that guy in the red shirt. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, go tell him. She would always prophesy to me about prophesying to someone else. She did this like 20 times until I started to get it. So she mentored me into letting the Holy Spirit improvise. How many of you have had God use someone to encourage you? They wrote you a card. They called you. And how many of you ever picked up that call and you said, how did you know? Why? That's the Holy Spirit improvising through them. He's like, hey, play that note today. Hey, call them. Hey, call them. And when you're obedient, now the Holy Spirit, the creative part of God, is flowing through your life. Isn't that cool? All right, so I want to give you just a quick um, kind of a scriptural background to this. To be who God intends you to be, to improvise, right? To improvise. You need not only to be saved, but to be filled with Jesus' Spirit, to be filled with Holy Spirit baptism. So Acts 2 through 4 and Acts 19, if you got your Bibles, turn there, makes this really clear that there is a second experience. Can everybody just hold up your two fingers? A second experience. So yes, you are forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ when you accept Jesus as the one who died in your place. And that's all you need to know Jesus, absolutely, to go to heaven and to know God. And there is a deposit, Paul says, in you that tells you you are a a son or a daughter of God. Now your spirit cries out to his spirit, Abba, Father. Absolutely. But there's this second experience where you can be baptized in the Holy Spirit, where now the spirit is not only in you, but comes upon you. Amen? How many have ever had that experience? Can you raise your hand if you've had the Holy Spirit come upon you? All right? About two-thirds of you? We're going to pray that the rest of you get baptized today. I got Craig. Let's see if I got anybody else. I'm going to pray. Evie, will you help me pray today? You're on the prayer team today. You're inducted. You ready? All right. I mean, she ministers at youth, too, so she's already on the ministry team. All right. The prayer team is going to line the walls later. And some of you are like, well, what if they push me down? They will not push you down. What if they spit on me? They will not spit on you. They are not weird. Well, some of them, maybe. I am. No, I'm just kidding. We won't do anything weird, but it will be supernatural, maybe new to you, and God's Spirit can fill you. And some of you say, well, how do I know I need it? You need it. I have a word for you. (laughs) You need it. You need the Holy Spirit to become who God intends you to become. And if lately you've been feeling like kind of purposeless or joyless, this is why. This is why. The Holy Spirit wants to fill you again. Amen? Let's look at Scripture. Acts 19. And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples, and he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They said, No, we have not even heard about the Holy Spirit. And you know, we've had a lot of people come to Rock of Grace and say, I've been in church my whole life. I've never heard about the Holy Spirit. Never heard about this. 
They said, no, we have never heard about that. And he said, into what then were you baptized? They said, well, into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling people to believe in the one who was to come, to believe in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord. But when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. Everybody say, upon them. And they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. Everybody say, say, prophesying. There was about 12 men in all. And he entered the synagogue for three months and spoke boldly, reasoning and persuading them about the kingdom of God. But when some became stubborn and continued in unbelief, speaking evil of the way before the congregation, he withdrew from them and took the disciples with him, reasoning daily in the hall of Tyrannus. This continued for two years so that all the residents of Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. And God was doing extraordinary miracles. Everybody say extraordinary miracles. Everybody say extraordinary miracles. Everybody stand up and say extraordinary miracles. Y'all got to wake up this morning. Everybody say extraordinary miracles. Because I want to ask you, do you want extraordinary miracles or do you want boring? Come on. Pastor Ed, what do you want? Boring or extraordinary? Ray, what do you want? Mom, what do you want? Elijah, what do you want? You see, you got to want it, church. You know what John says? You know what John 7 says? Jesus is teaching on the Holy Spirit, and they say, what is required? He says, all that is required is that you're thirsty. All that's required is that you desire this, and he will fill you. All right, you can be seated before you get too excited. You see, the Holy Spirit is the conductor and he wants to flow through you and do some things you didn't expect. Can I give you an illustration of this, right? All right, so in music, there are notes that should not go together. And for those of you that are musicians, we'll have a little fun. How many of you are musicians? Raise your hand if you're a musician. Right? One more time because I didn't look over here. Awesome, awesome. Olivia, you're a musician? What? what? You play the guitar? Get your butt on stage in a worship team. I will put you in a headlock. All right. There's notes that should not go together, and I want you to hear this. All right, so let's take an E and an F sharp, okay? Everybody just squint your eyes. My dad was already doing it. All right? That's called dissonance, All right? Now, I want to hear something really weird. If you move the F sharp, it sounds nice. So weird. Isn't that so weird? That's what jazz chords are. But these two notes together, weird. But if you move it up here, isn't that so weird? And here's what I'm saying. There's things that are unexpected God wants to do in your life, but you got to let them. And suddenly a whole new world, <laughs> I'm about to go full Aladdin on you. <sighs> Having five children affects the way I preach greatly. A dazzling place for you and me. No, I'll stop. Okay. <laughs> there is literally a whole new world. I can't say that. There is uh, new horizons. <laughs> I need a better there's new places God wants to take you. God wants to take you. Paul, there's new places. 
even your personality, Paul. Paul says, no, I have a plan, and I'm sticking to it. How many know Paul? Dude, Paul's the guy, 14 years of leading worship, I'd be here, right? I'd be coming in 7.30. He'd be like, I was here at 7.29. How many know Paul? Come on now. You're like, I need a coffee. He's like, this one? He's prepared. He's ready. But guess what great musicians do? They prepare so they can improvise. Great musicians study long and hard. Right? They memorize with their left brain so that when they're feeling it with their right brain, they know what notes are options. Let this sink in today. Because if you'll read the word and you'll pray... The same way, the same way that musicians, great musicians can improvise because they've practiced is the same way that you as believers, your improvisation, the key to your improvisation is prayer. Getting alone with God, praying, reading the word, getting the heart of God, get into the practice of prayer. Every day you're reading the word. Every day you're getting God's heart. Every day you're asking the Holy Spirit to flow through you. And then when you're at the gas station and you're swiping your credit card and, your Holy, and the Holy Spirit says, give him the verse. And you say, what verse? And he says, the one you read three days ago and you give him the verse. But how can you improvise on a note you've never heard? How can you give a scripture you've never memorized, you've never read? Come on, you've got to have the practice of prayer so that you can improvise when the Holy Spirit says to. Amen? He is the conductor, and he wants to improvise through you. I'm going to read a little more scripture, and then we're going to have a time of prayer. I want you to turn to Acts chapter 2. This is when the Holy Spirit was given out in a powerful way. This is what Jesus promised the disciples In John 14 through 17, he was telling them that there was going to be a time when the Holy Spirit would come upon them that would make unity between him and them. He said, the same way that I'm one with the Father, you're going to be one with me because the advocate is going to come. He's going to lead you into all truth, and you and I are going to become one. Do you know that God wants to become one with you? Jesse, you know God wants to become one with you. Where people don't see Jesse, they see Jesus. That's what he said in John 17. And I'm telling you, he is the great, he is the master musician. He can improvise through you like that if you'll become one with him in prayer. So let's talk about when the Holy Spirit was first poured out. Give us a little theology uh, backbone to this. When the day of Pentecost came, Acts chapter 2, if you got it, say got it. Wow. Nobody brought their Bible. All right. All right, Acts chapter 2. Do you guys have your Bibles? Oh, there you go. All right. Well, don't be so quiet. Here we go. If you got it, say got it. Much better. Some of you just lied to me, though. You're like, got it. Just so you move on. All right, Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. That's important. Unity. Suddenly there came a, from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. 
They were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So let me pause for a minute. Some of you say, well, what's going to happen to me? I want to tell you that you might be filled with the Holy Spirit, and you might be, uh, or when you're, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you might speak in, in tongues or speak in a new language, or some people say speak in a heavenly language. Now, some of you that are guests, you might say, I knew this church was crazy. But we believe the Bible. We are a full gospel church. We believe the whole Bible. We don't scratch out parts that we think are mysterious because God is mysterious. And God is altogether different than you and I. But he fills you and I with his spirit. And sometimes he gives us this heavenly language. Now, sometimes it's to be used just for you. That's most of the time. It's just your own personal prayer time. And we'll talk about that more in a minute. So because they started speaking in unknown languages, everybody nearby thought they were drunk. So verse 14, Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. These people are not drunk like you think they are, since this is only the third hour of the day. This is what was promised in the last days. It shall be as God declares, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Evie, you will prophesy. Right? Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men, your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams, even on your male servants and female servants. In those days, I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. Ever say prophesy. So there's that word again. In 1 Corinthians 13, or I'm sorry, 14, I don't know if we'll have time to go there today, but he says, earnestly desire the gift of prophecy, for in the gift of prophecy, everyone can understand, right? So how many of you have ever heard a prophetic word for someone else, and you were like, it made you happy, made you glad in your heart that they were being encouraged? Why? Because you could hear it in your language. That's all Paul is saying there, but even Paul's writing that is inspired by the Holy Spirit. And so we've done a lot of teachings here. You can go on our YouTube or Vimeo page and look at many of those uh, sermon series on spiritual gifts. I don't have time to teach on them today. But if you could write down Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12. Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12. And there are a lot of spiritual gifts. And those gifts are prompted by the Holy Spirit. They are prompted by the conductor. The conductor will say, okay, go use this gift. And sometimes it's in a moment. Sometimes it's spontaneous, just like a musician would improvise. All right? Ephesians 2.10 tells us you were given unique gifts from God. Right? What is God's heart? Unity with God and man. That the sons of man would become sons of God. This is why Jesus came. This is why Jesus came. That the Son of God became a son of man, so the sons of men could become sons of God. And when you let the Holy Spirit work through your life, you're bringing people to Jesus. Let me say it again. When you let the Holy Spirit work through your life, you're turning orphans into sons. Turn to Romans 8. I really want to connect the dots. I know, see, some of you still furring your eyebrows. You're like, I don't. Turn to Romans 8. And media team, I want to skip all the way down to page 
9. No, I'm going to skip all the way down to page 12. Okay, Romans 8. Romans 8, verse 14. I want you to listen to this. All who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. You did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Will just saying about that, right? But you have received the spirit of adoption. Oh, I hope you guys get this this morning. Can you guys say spirit of adoption? Say it one more time. Spirit of adoption. Do you know how many people deal with, deal with rejection? And you can bring them into the spirit of adoption. John, do you know how many subcontractors you might work with, other tradesmen, that they're, they're putting up those two-by-fours, but inside they're still mad? They're mad at their dad. They're mad at this person. They're, they're feeling rejection. And you can bring them into the spirit of adoption. Right? Listen to this. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. How many have had that happen? How many have had that happen? You've become a child of God, right? And if children, heirs of God, we could spend five weeks preaching about that, right? Fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed. Now, this is the part I want you to hear. For creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. All of creation is waiting for you to figure out who you are. All of creation is waiting for you to let the Holy Spirit say, you're my child. You are loved. You are loved you're my child. You are loved. You're my child. Tell more people about the Father. Tell those kids that don't know I'm their father, that I can be their father. All of creation. Everybody say all of creation. I really feel like he wants to let this sink in. Do you know some, some scriptures I take very, very literal? Now, I know some are metaphors. Jesus will give a metaphor, and he's standing by a field, and, you know, he'll give a parallel, right? I, do you know I feel that this verse is literal? I feel that when earthquakes happen and when volcanoes happen, and maybe you guys just think I'm a nerd. That's okay. I feel that that is the creation waiting for you to figure out that you're God's. Isn't that so neat? All of creation. The trees are waving their branches, waiting for you to figure out your God's. Volcanoes have all of this magma, right? Building up, waiting for that new Jerusalem day prophesied about in Revelation 21.3. Paul, all of creation, there's earthquakes underneath the ocean 
waiting for your coworker to find Jesus. Is that wild? All of creation is eagerly awaiting the revelation of the sons of God. All of creation. Can you just bow your heads for just a moment? I just feel like God wants to say something special to all of us right now. All of creation. Church, he loves your coworker more than you could ever understand. He is waiting for them to find out that he is their Abba Father. All of creation is waiting for the sons and daughters of God to realize they're the sons and daughters of God. Wow. As we're waiting in this moment of just kind of listening to the Lord, I want the prayer team to go to the side walls, please. God's doing something special and very unique this morning. And I want to make two altar calls. The first one is for some of you who have not accepted Jesus yet. And you want to become a child of God. You know that God is speaking to your heart and maybe you're online today and you know God is speaking to your heart and you know you need to give your life to Jesus, you can do that this morning. I wanna invite you, if that's you, you wanna give your life to Jesus, would you stand up and make your way to the side walls and let one of our prayer team Members, pray with you. Rock of Grace, we got to hear the song again. Rock of Grace, it's time that you and I let the Holy Spirit move and speak through us and to us. The Holy Spirit, can you just say this with me? The Holy Spirit wants to work through me. Can you stand up to your feet and look this way for a minute? I want to say this again. God wants to do the unexpected in you. Kelly, God wants to do the unexpected in you. Mark, God wants to do the unexpected in you. Powerful things. Hallie, God's going to do the unexpected with you. 
the unexpected. He's going to take you to places and put you in front of people you didn't plan on. And how many would just say, that's okay? Right? And instead of um, me just praying for you here or just kind of along with God, I really felt like today some of you are supposed to go to our prayer team and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so uh, can I say, if you... If you're not sure if you've ever had that encounter, I want to invite you today to have that encounter. Again, they're not, we have protocols for our prayer team. They're not going to mess up your hair. They're not going to push you down and shake you. They're simply going to ask God to fill you with His Spirit. They're simply going to ask God to fill you with His Spirit. And from this point on, the trajectory of your life can change in one day. In one day. In one day. Because suddenly now you're feeling the designer part of God. The creative, the spontaneous part of God will fill you. Fill you. Right? So I want to invite you to make your way there. If you want to be prayed for, make your way to the sidewalk. And even if you've been filled before, I want to invite you to be filled again. The book of Acts is very clear. It says they were again filled with the Holy Spirit and given boldness to preach the gospel. And our team is wearing masks for your safety, and they would love to pray with you. And I want to challenge you. Hungry people will be satisfied. In John 7, right? He said, if you're thirsty. And Will's going to share something, but listen, let's be hungry for letting God do something in our lives today. Pastor Jordan just said, uh, those are hungry. And I I felt led to say, I've had several people in conversations this week say, what's different? What's different between when something happens like at an immerse night or, or when you go to a conference or something like that? And I always say it's the hunger level. God will always meet the hunger level. So don't just wait for him to move. You meet him. I also wanted to share with you guys, um, this is coming from, we just had our women's group, but there are unique things that God planned for only you to be able to do. There are things that... God set aside for just you to do to accomplish his will on the earth. He uniquely designed you with certain personalities and vision and creativity. And there are certain things that only you get to do. No one else gets to do what God planned you to do. You get to do them. And sometimes it just is a simple step of faith. But no one can take your place. And nor should you want anyone to take your place. You have the opportunity to fulfill all the things, all the love and joy and things that you get to share. I'm not your, I'm not at your workplace. I don't get to work next to the guy you get to work next to. You have these unique moments and these unique times that only you get to do. 
So do them with joy. Do them with boldness. And your life not only will be filled with things that you didn't know was possible, joy inside that you didn't know was possible, but you will see God move. You will see God move. That's excellent. Thank you. And as you're going to the prayer team, or if you just stay right here in this moment, we're going to pray or pray this song. We're going to sing this song, but I want it to be like a prayer for you. And I want you to forget about the person to your right or left. In fact, I really want you to get along with God. So if that's your spouse, I want you to just elbow him a little bit and scoot over. And I'm going to stare at you awkwardly till you do. Yeah, scoot over and get alone with God because this is just you and God. And pray, ask God to break out in your life. Spirit, break out. Break our walls down. Spirit, break out. Heaven come down Spirit break out Break our walls down Spirit break out Heaven come down erupt with praise can you hear the sound of heaven touching earth the sound of heaven touching our i
I just feel led to quickly have a couple of you share. Now, I know it's kind of old school and it's kind of scary, but if you want to quickly share, and it has to be like a 60-second version, a quickly share when God spoke to you and somebody somebody blessed you or maybe God um, worked through you in an unexpected way. That's all I want to ask, in an unexpected way. And I just need three people to be brave enough to do that. All right? And come up maybe um, right to my left over here. You have to something that you said you didn't expect God to work in that way, but he came up. Yeah, thank you, John. I need two more people. And as you're coming, I want to tell you one for me. This last Immerse, I was telling Will, it meant so much to me. Justin Boyles, Pastor Justin, he didn't know anything, and he prophesied something that really meant a lot to me. And in the moment, right, that wasn't in his plan. Our Dean, that wasn't in his plan. But in the moment, he shared something that meant, I listened to it again on my way to church today, and the Holy Spirit filled my car just listening to it again and encouraged me and lifted me up. And so I need two more people to be brave enough to come come down, all right, right here and say, you know what? God did the unexpected in me and I want to tell you about it. This is John. Everybody say hi, John. Uh, the religion that I came from, the Amish religion, They shunned me from the church. But that same church, this week, one of the preachers from that church was in my garage sitting with me. I didn't expect that. So I'm befriending him that I may show him that the the Holy Spirit can lead us and guide us to the complete truth. Before he left, he said, can you know that you have eternal life? They only have one Bible in their church, and that's only the bishop has it. I got a Bible ready for him when he comes again I'm going to hand it to him that he may understand. Jesus. Now, can I just pastor this moment real quick? Now, John, he could have come in your garage and you just talk shop, huh? You could have said, man, the price of lumber is sure is high. All the while, the Holy Spirit's saying to you, tell him about Jesus. Come on, right? Give John a hand for that testimony. An unexpected way, an unexpected way that God ministered to you or through you. It's been a little while back, but you were talking about in the grocery store buying somebody's groceries, which is a stretch for me. I, I don't reach out. I'm like, it's, it's not me. But there was this lady, and and she was older, and and I said to the grocery lady, I said, keep ringing. And she she was like, no, those are mine. I said, I know. Just keep ringing. And the lady began to cry, and I felt so bad. And she said, why did you do that? And I said, God said, I'm supposed to bless you. 
she started praying over me in the middle of Sabalot loudly. Father, bless her. Bless her seed. Bless the seed of her seed. And I thought, wait a minute. I was supposed to be blessing her. And, you know, sometimes I think we miss it because we, we're so shy and we, we hold back. And maybe the blessing was actually for you. And if we just step out and we don't miss it. Amen. One more. Two. Come on, Tom. Everybody say hi, Tom. It's my buddy, Tom. So uh, I used to be the kind of person that used to get really, really frustrated and angry very, very quickly and stay frustrated for a while. I have a coworker who would really frustrate me like every day at work. So as of recently, I felt like God was getting a hold of me and saying, how about instead of getting mad at him, and staying mad all day, why don't you go talk to him? So I started to talk to him, to talk to him. And like once I started to talk to him, like I know he just recently lost his, his mom and his dad before Christmas time. So like I started to kind of change up like my attitude towards him a little bit. Like I noticed when I talk to him, it, it eases me up and it, it seems to help him. But uh, when God gives you those little ideas. Yeah, excellent, thank you Tom. Do you see how easy it is to just say, okay, God, I'm open to the unexpected in my life. I'm telling you, it's going to be amazing. Many of you are going to start to experience the supernatural, miraculous things of God just because you're open to it. Yeah. I, I feel really strongly that there's somebody in here, somebody in this place that you had, you were just getting ready to take a step, a step in faith in your life or, or taking this, it was a big step for you. And, and this last week and with the changing of finances, and I believe it has something to do with, with a stimu the stimulus check coming, you've said, oh, I'm just gonna wait to do that because now I have a stability or something. I don't know, I just feel like there's somebody here today that needs to hear that whatever step you were gonna take before all this happened, you're still supposed to take for the Lord because he will bless your obedience. How about we just open our hands and we're going to close with this. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. I'm going to ask the worship team not to sing, but just to play for a minute. And they're going to prophesy in their instruments. And I'm going to ask God to speak directly to you about maybe something unexpected, just like Tom shared. Here he was mad at that guy and God said, you know what? Why don't you befriend him, right? Why don't you go talk to him? And suddenly God's doing something new in him. So why don't you just open your hands, close your eyes. There's nothing magical about it. It's just, you're just saying, God, I'm open. I'm open to what you want to do. And I just want God to speak. God's going to speak to you right now, right where you're at. Because he's going to say something unique and specific to each of you. you as a church guys we got to get better at waiting 
on the Holy Spirit. And I'm doing this intentionally. Guys, the disciples waited for hours, days, maybe. I have to reread it, but it was a long time in the upper room. Waiting. Wait on the Lord. When you don't know what to do with a financial decision, close your eyes. Open your hands and wait on the Lord. Say, Holy Spirit, what do you want to improvise? You have a frustration at work? Say, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? What's your will in this? God, we want to say we're open. God, we want to say that we know that you're going to transform Trumbull County for your glory. And we know the only way that's going to happen is if we become open to your spirit moving through us. God, we know that the majority of your work does not happen on a Sunday morning. It happens in the marketplace. Help us to pastor our city, Lord. Help us to pastor our city to love people right where they're at, to lead people to follow Jesus. If you just keep your hands out, I want to pray for you. I bless them, Lord, with open ears. Jesus, you said, I only do what I hear my Father doing and see my Father doing. God, I pray that they would have open ears and open eyes to see what your Spirit is doing. Give them the courage to say yes. Even if the prophecy is one word. Guys, the very first prophetic word I ever gave, I'll never forget it because Jody walked up to me and said, you have a word for that girl. And I went over and I said, hey, I want you to know you're unique. And she started sobbing and she said, I just told God there's nothing special about me. Listen, guys, one word. It can be one word. And God can move a mountain in someone's life if you'll just be obedient. Yes, God can work through you. Yes, God can speak through you. God, I bless them with open ears, open eyes, and the courage to say yes. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Enjoy your Sunday.